Wishing everyone a purposeful day. Strauss here. How is everyone? Welcome, welcome everyone to our first podcast. To start off this venture of mine, let's open up our small corner for my vulnerability. For you to get to know me a bit. So today, I will try to be as vulnerable as I can and try to revisit this part in my life where I thought that was it. That that was my life or the end of it. As far as I can recall, it was in my 6th grade when I had my first encounter with this feeling. It was in a civics and culture class where the teacher was asking a question about a place. I knew the answer to that question, but as I was about to raise my hand, I was also preventing myself from doing the same thing. There was this push and pull scenario where I wanted it mentally, but physically my mind is also telling me not to. I felt shy, I guess. That's the only thing I could think of. My heart was beating so fast. A few seconds had passed. No one was still answering until finally the teacher answered it herself. It was just that simple experience that introduced me to this part of myself, I guess. It continued and got worse in high school. The next trigger happened like this. And until now, the feeling is fresh. I have forgiven the people who induced me the trauma, but of course, the imprint is forever in my memory. It was in a biotechnology class where every single one was assigned a topic to present in class individually. Of course, I prepared a PowerPoint presentation and all that stuff, but back then, I already knew I couldn't present myself in a large group of people, even if I know all of them. I had a hard time speaking my thoughts, I stutter, and my train of thoughts get wrecked. So what happened, happened. But what induced the trauma was the words minced by my teacher after I presented as clearly as I could. His exact words were, I think you're dumb. I think you're stupid. I don't think you know what you're talking about. You just read everything. And that was it. And the rest is history. After that, everything was a blur. But I remember the feeling. I felt numb. My sight was blurring as I head back to my seat. I was shaking. I felt hot and my ears were ringing. It took a while to recover. I know the shame was showing on my face, but I had that conscious effort to hide it, but I also knew that my effort was useless as I thought I was red. That led me to not attending the classes for a week. It was until my good friend realized what was wrong with me and she talked to our teacher. The year advisor knew about the incident and she talked to me. That advisor was the best teacher anyone could ever have. I felt her motherly love. I cried to her, hugged her, and she told me some comforting words. After that, she advised me to talk to the teacher. The teacher apologized. I accepted his apology, but that was it. Down to the worst part and eventual diagnosis. University. I was studying in a premier school in the country. Spoiler alert. I was about to graduate and everything fell apart. It was in my administrative law class. The professor was an attorney in Congress. Pretty much law classes are utilizing a teaching method called the Socratic method where you're asked about a certain case, the law supplied, the court decisions, and the what-ifs of an administrative case all while standing beside your seat <laughs> under everyone's judgment. You will not be allowed to sit unless the professor is satisfied with your answer. This stressed me so much that I had to skip class and message the professor about my condition. He advised me to visit the school guidance and counseling office and secure a letter that tells about my condition. Of course, I visited the office and talked to a counselor. We had sessions, but I thought it was not that helpful maybe because I was hesitant and maybe I did not believe then. 
Well, she told me that I was experiencing something called a framing phenomenon where I frame my present situations to the trauma of my past and experiencing it again and again. Maybe she was right, that it all goes back to my experience in high school. I was told to forgive the aggressor in one of our sessions, but after some sessions, I decided to stop attending the class and the sessions altogether because I felt like it did no good for me. My symptoms and my experiences kept getting worse. All my classes and my university life had been affected. I couldn't order in a fast food restaurant because I lose my voice and a stutter every time it was my turn to order. My commute, I won't ride a train that was packed because there were a lot of people. I missed my classes because I can't fathom what they will say all about me when I go inside the room. I got so afraid of people's looks, judgments, opinions, and reactions. If I was late from class, I'd rather stay in the toilet until the class ended then open the door and get horrified with all their looks. I had to drop out. Stopped attending the university in my graduating year. I stopped for almost a year, tried to find myself, contemplated, find diversions, until I felt like I was ready to get back up again. Then I stumbled upon the online learning, an open university. That was the U-turn I needed. In turn, it became a therapy where I started to express myself in discussion threads where I need not speak in front of everyone and all that. Then I was diagnosed with social anxiety and all that. I did not attend CBT anymore because I felt like I can do it on my own. Especially, I was not alone anymore. I was with my family and at home while studying. I only had meds for my insomnia as a result of my anxiety. A lot of things happened after that but of course as for another episode. Right now, the takeaway for our episode today is that we have to know ourselves before it's too late. Many will say it's easier said than done, well of course that's true, but right now, in this day and age, mental health should come first, as it affects our physical health too. They are inseparable. Early diagnosis and prevention is always better than cure. Social anxiety is one of those mental health disorders that are not talked much about because some people just dismiss it as plain shyness. No, it is not. It is real as it gets. I'm not here to advise medically, but I just want to say that no one knows you more than yourself. Talk to a mental health professional is second. A good and present circle of supportive people is a big help. Religion also, of course, helps for meditation, belief, faith, and spirituality. Just want to say I'm here. I will shed the light to all of us having this situation. It will get better. Have a purposeful and productive day everyone, Strauss here, signing off.